Welcome to the Conscious Classroom Podcast, where we're exploring tools and perspectives that support educators and anyone who works with teens to create more conscious, supportive, and enriching learning environments. I'm your host, Amy Edelstein, and I'll be sharing transformative insights and easy-to-implement classroom supports that are all drawn from mindful awareness and systems thinking. The themes we'll discuss are designed to improve your own joy and fulfillment in your work and increase your impact on the world we share. Let's get on with this next episode. Hello and welcome to the Conscious Classroom Podcast. My name is Amy Edelstein. Today I want to speak about the disturbing phenomena of gun violence in and around American schools. This is an issue that is increasingly brought to the forefront of educators' attention requiring us to support, comfort, and reassure our students when we ourselves uh, have little faith that reassurance is truly in sight. So how do we use our mindfulness practice to deepen our faith in the possibility of humanity rising to an acceptable level of interrelationship with one another? And how do we use our mindfulness practice to let ourselves rest in an experience of conscious awareness where goodness is in the forefront of the fabric of being? That's what I want to focus today's discussion on at the same time as allowing for the numbness, the pain, the sadness, the frustration, the sense of futility, and even the desire to make another wrong, to direct our frustration onto an individual, a group, or a faction so that we have a convenient target for our rage. So let's take a moment as we begin this exploration, which will be difficult and challenging. I will be bringing up as Al Gore called it inconvenient truths. Not just the reality and the frequency of avoidable tragedies, but the complexity with which we need to engage in order to come to a higher ground beyond the factions and beyond the disagreements. I'm going to make the effort to bring us to a sense of our shared humanity and the universality of the human experience 
and the fact of our need to unravel ignorance. Ignorance being that sense of unawareness, of blinkeredness, of not seeing the whole picture, of false beliefs that are clung to, of fears and desires that are inhibiting. To prepare the ground for this difficult topic, allow yourself to come into a mindfulness posture where you're alert and somewhat at ease. Maybe your hands are holding each other. Notice the temperature. Notice the comfort of touch as one, as your fingers may be interlaced one between the other. Feel the warmth and the pressure of holding. Feel the warmth and the connection as your fingers touch one another. Allow your exhalations to take you within, to let you drop into yourself. Allow the vigilance to relax just a little bit. For the next few moments, let yourself breathe, letting thought be still. Letting yourself focus on that mysterious current of meditation. That seems to be always present whenever we sit and allow our attention to open and make room for that dimension of our experience to come to the forefront.
allow yourself to loosen the boundaries of the self, to let go of identification with your own thoughts as self, your own experience. as unique to you. Allow the borders and boundaries to loosen up, to experience one universal web of life consciousness inseparability interdependence And now begin to bring your attention back to the environment that you may be in. So we can shift from our focus on the depths of meditation to the world of relatedness and form. As we move from singularity to complexity, let's maintain our awareness of that flow of life, that fabric of life that is profoundly whole. One weave, one fabric, one field of awareness, consciousness, and life. And it's from that orientation that we can turn to issues that are so fragmented and fragmenting, like the conflict around gun possession in America and the consequences on the lives of the innocent and the hopeful. As teachers or meditators in our lives and in our schools, the focus on kindness and compassion, on interconnectedness with others, on trust and faith in our human ability to love and connect is all important both in times of grieving and in times of safety. The response to violence that will elevate the conversation challenges us also to go to new depths within ourselves, to strengthen our rootedness in love and compassion. When we work with love and compassion in our classrooms, in our schools, with our colleagues, when we strengthen those practices, we also develop an attunement 
to those individuals who are cut off. We notice those students or individuals in the area who have no affect, no feeling, who seem blank, who seem emotionless and profoundly unconnected. Those are signs for worry. They're signs for outreach. They're signs for preventative intervention for reaching out, for referrals, for contact with families, friends. It takes a village to keep a community safe, which means talking to one another, noticing one another, caring about our safety and caring about the mental health of all of those around us. We can't exclude anyone in our communities because we don't like them, because they have an unpleasant demeanor, because they blend into the background, because a community is made up of everyone within it and outliers are not separate from the whole. And often they're the ones who can have the deepest unsettling impact on the whole. So we use our mindfulness, we use our practice to ground in our own health and well-being and keep renewing and fulfilling ourselves so that we have capacity to notice. We're able to see where something is out of balance and we're able to creatively work to bring that into balance through communication, through a collective care for the health and well-being of everyone. Violence, surveillance, weapons scanners are already downstream from the problem. As meditators and educators working upstream of the problem working to uplift, to sensitize the individuals in our communities towards the nobility of human character, towards the possibility of a higher human potential in relatedness, in compassion, in insight, in wisdom, in generosity, in love, in respect, inability to manage complexity is where we want to focus our attention. Working upstream, meditating on how we bring those higher human potentials 
into our classroom, into our experience, into our lives, into our neighborhoods, into our organizations, will inspire us. It will renew us. It will give us something to work towards. Working towards nobility ennobles. When we teach our students how to work towards nobility, paying attention to purpose, paying attention to possibility, paying attention to goodness, we will have more enthusiasm within ourselves and we'll also have less tolerance for mediocrity within ourselves. Less tolerance for those parts of ourselves that like to dull out and fall asleep. Because that dullness, that sloth and torpor, that checked outness misses important cues, misses important moments to connect and affirm, to course adjust, to bring in help, to value the higher potentials of those outliers who may be starting at or who may have sunk to lower dimensions, lower possibilities, lower levels of the human capacity to care. Now, when it comes to the polarized conversation on gun violence in America, the most important thing is to gain common sense wins as we strive for a world that doesn't need guns to protect because We've transcended our baser, aggressive motives. So we hold out that ideal as the possibility. And we work together on very common sense details. As Nicholas Kristof from the New York Times explains in more detail in a recent op-ed, to work in the weeds, in the boring details, out of the fray of the spotlight, out of the intensity of slogans and positions, and work together in the boring details to work on safety protocols to work on achievable ways to promote the mature handling of these implements that can cause so much destruction. As he writes, we have 10-page safety protocols for ladders, which kill about 100 people a year. We can start producing 
safety protocols on usage, on storage, on so many different aspects of this issue that we'll see change. And as we see change, we'll be educating about the dangers and we'll be educating about safety and we'll be educating towards peace. We'll be educating towards nonviolence. We'll be legislating towards life, towards care. Moving away from the rhetoric and moving away from the slogans takes effort. It's easier to hold a single position than to unpack that position into its myriad component parts because we can find common ground on some of these boring and non-charged component parts that can save lives, that can reduce the grief, the fear, the bloodshed, and the sense of futility of there being nowhere to flee to. So as we hug our loved ones and hold them close, as we grieve a collective grief for the senseless pain, the loss, the creativity that will never come to full flowering. We keep our sights on the possible. In the darkest of storms, the sun is still in the heavens. Staying anchored in the recognition that the human potential for love and togetherness, kindness, peace, joy, celebration exists and remains even in the face of human disconnection, lack of emotion, violence, and mental breakdown. As you breathe in, breathe in light. As you breathe out, breathe out sadness. As you breathe in, fill your body with gentleness. As you breathe out, let the sorrow depart. Breathe in goodness. Breathe out sadness. Breathe in love. 
breathe out heaviness. Breathe in light. Breathe out fog. Breathe in care. Breathe out despair. Breathe in joy. Breathe out dullness. Breathe in wisdom. Breathe out tiredness. Breathe in infinity. Allow that infinity to activate your entire being sparkling with energy, sparkling with luminosity, sparkling with wisdom, and sparkling with love. And as you breathe out, breathe out that infinite goodness. Visualizing it, taking hold and activating the bodies of all those you love your students, their futures, with lightness of being, infinite goodness, and infinite potential. May we all experience the comfort of knowing we are held by the arms of the universe. Thank you for listening to The Conscious Classroom. I'm your host, Amy Edelstein. Please check out the show notes on innerstrengthfoundation.net for links and more information. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend and pass the love on. See you next time.